Cartoons, the animated frontier. These are the voyages of the Cellcast podcast. It's continuing mission to explore strange new cartoons, to seek out new animation styles and new creative storytelling methods, to boldly go where so few ever go again. And now, starting this August, a new adventure from the Cellcast podcast. The Cellcast, the animated series. Throughout the month of August, Jacob and Drew will review the animated series Star Trek Lower Decks as it releases on CBS All Access. Join us, because resistance is futile. The Cellcast, the animated series. Every Tuesday on your favorite podcast catcher. New show, same RSS feed. Welcome to another episode of The Cellcast. Joining me today is a man who just really wants that frisbee, Jacob. Yeah, it's my frisbee. Don't take it away from me. <laughs> it's my frisbee. <laughs> also, did you really just say growl? Growl. What of it? That's not very intimidating. <laughs> <laughs> I'm rusty. Fair enough. Anyway. Why, thank you. Let, let me introduce our co-host, a man who... Just wants his grandson to be a vampire. <laughs> Welcome, Drew. He's a light fanger. Apparently. Apparently. This is a horrible Transylvanian accent. Apparently. Moving on. <laughs> so, how are you doing, Jacob? Man, I, I'm doing very well. Uh, obviously, we're running a little late. That is on me. Um, if you know anything about me, I get very distracted. You know, it's, it's you know, very common. I, I get distracted very easily. Uh, so, I got... The dog and up was based on him. Maybe. Squirrel! <laughs> But I was I was get, I was getting ready. I just got my done my notes done for the podcast, which are here on my phone. And Inktober is coming around the corner, and that's where artists like me and others who draw will draw an ink over that and post it online and put a hashtag Inktober 2020. And uh, they're themed and. I want to go with more of a go by a list instead of something I make up because mm-hmm. more often than not I can't keep to those. Uh, so, and plus the list they kind of give you is it's very vague, and so you come up with some very interesting ideas. So Drew got a sampling what I, I sent him, and he's like, "Oh my gosh!" Well, admittedly, at the angle he took the picture at when it got to my phone, I looked at it and went, "Is that a ghost?" <laughs> Or not quite. Is that one of the guys from that new Among Us game that I killed Francisco in during last Friday night? <laughs> I'm referring to Retro Rewind podcast because I was on their live. I was playing their live stream on their his live stream of Among Us last Friday, and yeah. I killed him in the first chance I got. Oh, poor Francisco. <laughs> oh, anyways, uh, so yeah, that is the reason I have been late. I am late, so sorry. Uh, I'm going to apologize for that, but I'm not sorry for being creative. So I would not expect you to apologize for your creativity. Right. So, how have you been, my friend? Oh, I've been doing fairly good. Uh, I uh, did some streaming this weekend over at Cellcast Gaming. Right. So, uh, I've been, I started playing through 
uh, Final Fantasy fourteen, playing primarily through the main story quest, but I'm also doing all the side quests going up to that point. Okay. I've noted I am already severely overleveled because mm. uh, since I'm playing on, since one of the items I have from my normal playthrough yeah. is account wide, I got the experience boosting earrings on. Yeah. So the MSQ says I should be somewhere around level six or seven. Okay. I'm at level 12. Okay. So I'm just, a little over leveled. Yeah, maybe just just a little bit. I, I may have to take that earring off for a bit. Yeah. But uh, I'm I'm still enjoying that. Now I have uploaded uh, all three of the streams I did this weekend to our YouTube channel. So if you want to catch up, go there. I will go ahead and apologize for the third one not being able to hear me speak for about forty minutes to an hour since right. I forgot to turn <laughs> the mixer on. It happens. So, yes, forgive me for that. <laughs> I, I'm trying to figure out what I want to do with this as part of a bit of a creativity project. I'm wondering, yeah. since I am doing, I'm, try, I'm trying to voice the characters that don't have speaking lines. Yeah. Or they, you know, they talk, but there's no one oh, voicing okay. those there's lines. There's no audio. Yeah. Yeah. I am wondering if maybe I could should go back and re-edit those with my uh, voiceover. Especially the laddie, especially the guy I, I had to speak like this because it was obviously a, a Scottish. Because <laughs> they kept calling me a laddie. That 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 would be very interesting. It'd be very yes. interesting. Uh, I did want to bring up one little thing because I went and visited my parents, uh, which I'm not going to tell you where they live because I don't want you stalking them. South. Uh, they live south. They live south. Hmm. That doesn't narrow it down yeah, at all. Not, towards the Houston area. So, I wasn't going that far. There's a lot. I in just Houston. I just said south. That could be, uh, I nearly said Carthage, Lufkin, <laughs> Houston, Guatemala, <laughs> anywhere from our town, Texas, until you get to Antarctica is south. Yeah, that's true. So then it's north. Yeah. So, well, yeah, it's a loop. <laughs> but either way, uh, so I visited my parents and then we went to town and I to be like, hey, I want to go to an antique shop. And so, obviously, for the... the we like uh, to call those thrift stores around here. Thrift stores, antique shops, whichever. It's a junk shop, no matter how you cut it. Exactly. So, I, I want to buying a few little little toys, because I'm starting a little toy collection. Little. I'm not saying I'm going to go... You so, know, you're saying it's a, a collection that's small, or a collection of small toys? A small collection. It hasn't narrowed it down. It's either a small collection of toys, or a toy collection of, of small toys. A are they small toys? Are they big toys? Or it's just very few toys? Or is it very both? few toys? Okay, very I'm, just few be, toys. I'm being honored, dude. Yeah. Oh yeah. Obviously. <laughs> you think? What's new? Puss cat. Oh, boy, that's weeks old. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think that made it into that podcast. I don't think so. But uh, we'll be in this one because yeah. I won't rank to delete that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, b- I bought a few toys. Uh, you can go check them out on. Uh, my small toy collection, my my t- small my little toy collection, eighty two. My little toy collection. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Either way, you go check it out. It's on my Facebook, whatever on a uh, uh, Facebook and Instagram. Either way, I uh, wanted to plug that because right because some reason be like I, I post a lot of toys that I see and everyone thinks I go and buy them. No, I do not. I I saw a Buck Rogers original like hoster and gun set. I'm not spending $250 on a toy that's going to sit on a shelf. <laughs> that is very wise of you, sir. Exactly. 
And I, I follow a lot of uh, YouTube um, toy collectors, and good night. That's a lot of toys. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a lot of money to spend. And it all sits on the shelf collecting dust. Exactly. In fact, I'm getting ready. I'm thinking of getting ready to sell my dust collectors over there. Uh-huh. So, all except for Voltron. Voltron is staying. Yeah, it, it's it's something that we like. You enjoy. Yes. Although I think I'm going to keep the three little yarn Yoshi's because I think they make, they make cool little ornaments. Oh, okay. That is true. Anyway. Either way, so that that is uh, what I have been doing. So, go back to you. Well, like I said, I did streaming. Mm-hmm. I watched this movie. Mm-hmm. And I found a show, an anime that I had not watched since I was... Probably in junior high or high school. I don't remember exact year I watched it. A little bit of a bigger, bigger weed lad. Yeah. Well, let's face it. I've always been a kid at heart. Um, just like you. Exactly. Do you remember a show that was on? I think it was on Toonami, and it would have been after Dragon Ball Z had really gotten big, but they hadn't really added much else. Yeah. Pre Gundam Wing, but after Dragon Ball. Yeah. Uh, a little show called Ronin Warriors. Yes. Did you know that's on Amazon? Yeah, I, I've seen you watching it. You saw me watching it. Well, when we were watching, when we were doing review for. Oh yeah, because it was up on the thing. It was on the things when we were when. It, <laughs> Duh, yeah. you are here. <laughs> so yeah, I watched a little bit of that, and of course we watched Lower Decks. Mm-hmm. Uh, we apologize for us being about a week behind. We're not catching up in time for the ending, so we will just be a week behind till it finishes. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, and we are discussing what to do after that. I think we've talked about mm-hmm. a one episode deal that we might do, yeah. but after that, we've not come up with a plan. Maybe we do need to find something to keep us busy until the first of February, right? Which we also need to actually finish that project. Yes, we do. Oh my gosh. Yes. But yes. Um, that's essentially uh, what I've been doing. So uh, what do we got in the news? Or have you been watching? I said what I was watching. Oh, you must see what I'm going to watch. Well, what have you been watching? I okay. thought you already talked about what you've been watching. <laughs> no, I haven't. What, what have you watched? Okay. What um, have you watched? Tell me now. Okay, if you insist. Um, I've watched Boy, that peaked. <laughs> just, just, just a little, <laughs> little bit. Wow. Either way, uh, I've watched. Uh, I ordered Corpse Bride. Mm-hmm. Never watched it before. It was a very impressive film. Very, mm-hmm. very impressive. We'll get it when we get around to. You. Obviously, if you watch, let's, well, if you're on our Facebook page, you will see that the schedule for October. Yeah. So we will be reviewing Corpse Bride next week. Next week. And I do plan before the end of the month to release our November schedule, so y'all can Excellent. know what to watch before uh, for then. And I'm going to try and keep a schedule going forward when we get back to dice roll months. Yeah, I will have the dice number that things are at, which means that will probably get uploaded, updated weekly. Excellent, which is fine because I have to update weekly for our records anyway. Excellent. That is the plan. Whether it actually happens or not is yeah. secondary. I got you. Plus, half sometimes we'll say, "Hey, we ought to do this thing because we got a guest we get wants to come on." Okay, we'll interrupt the roles. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I watched that, and then I watched Alien Three. I'm sorry. <laughs> 
And I'm saying this, folks. I'm not telling him that I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm telling you, folks, that I'm sorry that he watched Alien 3 because he let me know everything that was bad about that yep. movie. Pretty much. I'm surprised <laughs> when we did the review of the episode, he didn't talk about Alien 3 while we were doing it. I, I have restraint. I have restraint. Some. Some. Some, res- some restraint. <laughs> Let's just, I'll put it this way. I don't know when Alien 3 is going to pop up on the Movie of the Week podcast. Yeah. But it's not, you already know his rating. It's not going to be good. Yeah, it's not. I don't know. I haven't watched it because I, horror movies, even though this is not technically a horror franchise. It's, technically, it's a horror, it's a horror sci-fi franchise. Yeah, but still horror-esque yeah. movies are not what I usually go for. Yeah. But even though... Well, I guess we're not really doing horror movies in October. They're just mm. Halloween-themed movies. Yeah, they're just Halloween movies. Anyway. Yeah. Either way, uh, watch that. Um, not a fan of the movie. Just saying that. Just I'm going to let no, that... I would never guess this. No. Uh, so, yeah, that is what I have been watching. All right. Then what do you got in the news? All right. Oh, also, we both watched Captain Idiot. That's right. They watched Captain Idiot. Very good episode, season by, series. Mm-hmm. By the way, you can... While you're bringing up your news, I'll bring up my news. Okay. That is related to Captain Tyler. Okay. Did you know on YouTube, on the Nozomi YouTube channel, right. you can watch a lot of their uh, uh, anime that they uh, are the distributors for, which yeah. Nozomi is rightstuff.com, if you've heard of that. Oh, okay, yeah. Site. But Nozomi is their actual uh, localization Got it. group. Or right stuff is the selling point of Nozomi. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, either way, um, they uh, have a lot of their stuff on there, both dubbed and subbed. Yeah. And it's the complete series for free, and it's legal. Wow. Okay. So. And the one I'm going? going to suggest you go watch is the Irresponsible Captain Tyler. Yeah. Because that show is amazing. And hilarious. It might be my favorite anime, despite the fact I only discovered it last year. Yeah. Didn't you buy it on Right Stuff? Oh, yes. I got it right over there. Blu-ray or DVD? DVD, because I didn't want to pay $2,000 for the Blu-ray. Jeez. Now, that's the special edition that they're just they're pre-ordering right now. Yeah. Hopefully, once the special edition phase is gone, they'll yeah. actually release a version that's affordable on Blu-ray. 2000 Wow. But it's got all this extra junk. Yeah. Which is cool and all, but I don't need more dust collectors. Yeah. Wow. I, am a, I am a nerd who hates dust collectors. That means I'm a bad nerd. Moving on. <laughs> Either way. That means you're a responsible nerd. Unlike the Captain Tyler. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right. So getting into info and stuff. All right. So you can. We're not on info and stuff. That's a review. Thank you. We're on news. We're on news. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry. Either way. No, 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 no. Wow. All right. So back to the news. All right. So. Leaving that in. So G Kids with TMS, TMS Entertainment, and Phantom Events announced Monday that they will be bringing Lupin the Third, the first to select theaters nationwide for two for for two nights only October 18th mm-hmm. and October 21st of 2020 fans will be looking forward to watching the latest uh, standalone adventures of uh, the stories of Lupin the Third franchise at home can also accommodate or roll out a home entertainment platform later this year with date to be announced shortly 
shortly. So okay. if you want to watch it, go watch Lupin the Third the first. Mm-hmm. The trailer looks amazing. It looks it's looks and sounds like Lupin the Third. And if and you th- don't want to wait for Lupin the Third the first, which admittedly is a very confusing name, yes, go check out Lupin the Third: The Castle of Cagliostro yes. on Netflix. Yes. It is over there, and it is good there, too. Yeah, and also, if you want to go... And then go listen to our review of it at the beginning of November last year. Yes. Which was the first one with our current format, review format. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. Because remember, we were still doing this, our old format, up until uh, the end of October, I believe. That was also back when we were still doing our Claw Scooby skit at the end. That's right. I missed that. (laughs) Yes, yep. but the problem with it was we didn't think about it actually weren't trying to come up with something until the end. So the last half hour of every recording is a lot of us going, uh, uh, uh what if we know? Uh, okay, okay. I think I'm there. I think I'm there. Yeah, so, all right. So we, uh, so Lubin the Third, Lubin the Third, the first is coming to theaters. If you want to watch it, Go watch it. Find a select theater. It's in sub and dub. So find a theater because sadly they only have uh, the. It's a limited showing because. Of, yeah, it's a limited showing. Well, that's just because what Fathom Events has done for years. So. All right. All right. So I thought this one was interesting because it's related to a video game franchise. Oh. Yeah. So in addition to a recent announcement of the live action series. Global streaming leader Netflix announced that Tokyo Game Show this weekend, I believe it was last weekend. Yes. Uh, that is bringing Kendra and Redfield into an original animated old, uh, an anime old with a CG horror action series titled Resident Evil Internal Darkness. Based uh, on the smash, smash it. Capcom Games first launched nearly 25 years ago. The show will bring a new thrill to subscribers worldwide in 2021. This is on Netflix, by the way. Nice. All right. If you're a fan of the Resident Evil franchise. Yeah. Of course, I keep in was. mind, over in Japan, it's called Biohazard. That is true. All right. So, last bit of news, and it's very interesting because apparently Disney Pixar is being sued. For what? Okay, let me get to that. All right. So, Kelly Knievel... Son of legendary Daredevil. Oh, good grief. Evil Knievel and head of K and K promotion has filed a trademark infringement complaint with federal courts in Las Vegas claiming that the Walt Disney Company and Pixar Animated Studios uh, announced his late father's uh, apparently used his fate image in the motorcycle motorcycle riding adventure uh, action character Duke Kaboom in the Oscar winning Oscar winning 2019 movie Toy Story 4. Yeah, so yeah, being voiced by the one and only Christopher Reeve. So apparently, Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves. That's what I meant to say. You said Christopher Reeves. It'd be a little hard. Yeah, that w- that would be a little hard. <laughs> but yeah, apparently they are being sued by the the family of the late Evil Knievel. Here's the thing: Duke Kaboom is not Evil Knievel. He's based on the concept of a daredevil, and yeah, he used red, white, and blue costume. Yeah, because they all did. Yeah. <laughs> 
get over yourself is what I'm saying. <laughs> either either way, be like apparently they are being sued. I don't know how far this is going to go in the legal system, but they are being sued. Either way, that is all I have in the news. All righty. So why don't we go ahead and get into our spoiler-free section of our review for the movie Hotel Transylvania 2. Yes. I saw this movie when it came out in theaters back in 2015. Okay. I then saw part of it on a, in the middle of the Caribbean Sea when I was uh, on a cruise ship a couple years ago. Yeah, that's right. I didn't watch the whole thing because I was tired. Mm. And I was literally just walking past while it was on. But, uh. Well, you really can't notice them when it's like a. Well, I mean, I could have. If I'd gone through another part of the ship, I would have missed it. But yeah. I went out through the, the pool deck, the Lido yep. deck, mm. which is where the thing was showing. Right. So, yeah, I knew of it. And I knew it was on. And mm. anyway, um. I remember enjoying the show. Okay. Uh, it's a, it was a fun movie when I first watched it. I can tell you, even on that first viewing, I was completely baffled by the 2D credit sequence at the end because I actually stopped and said, who are these two characters they're showing? Because <laughs> I do not remember these characters in the movie. Yeah. They're in the movie. They're just a short scene and at the very beginning. Hmm. Very short scene at the very beginning. The okay. magic show. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's where they come from. Yeah. They have nothing to do with the rest of the movie, and we don't even get to see our our main characters. Don't even get their credit at, in the in in the movie because of because they never show those characters. That is weird. It is weird. They do this. I think it's fixed with the third one, but yeah. For the second one, they fo- they use these two characters, and I didn't know who they were nor necessarily cared. Yeah. But uh, I do remember enjoying the movie. I like how we got the twist ending that we got, and it did, wasn't some. Uh, it felt like it was going towards one type of ending. Yeah. And it's like, no, we're actually going to let what everyone has been wanting to happen this whole movie happen instead yeah. of force, instead of this disappointing ending that we were heading for. Plus, you get Mel Brooks in there playing an old vampire. Yeah. And you get Frankenstein trying to explain Frankenstein oh. to the guy who directed Young Frankenstein. Frankenstein. <laughs> which is hilarious. Yeah, agreed. Agreed, that is hilarious. Half expected uh, uh, Vlad to brush Frankenstein off by saying, oh, whatever, Frankenstein. <laughs> that would have been hilarious. You still haven't watched that no, movie. No, I haven't, but I know the reference. <laughs> okay, then. I need to. That needs to be on your list for October okay. for uh, your 100 movie watch. Okay. That's just all I'm saying. Uh, but uh, I enjoyed the movie. It was fun. I said that too many times already. Um... Yeah, that's essentially my thought. It was it was a fun, enjoyable movie then and now. So, what is your spoiler-free thoughts? Uh, my thoughts, spoiler-free wise, uh, would be the fact be like this is my first viewing. Mm-hmm. I've never seen this film before. Hint, it's on my one hundred list. Yes, uh, it was enjoyable. It was enjoyable. It was fun. Uh, it had the exact same zany and goofiness that the original Hotel Transylvania had. For some reason I was gonna hit Hotel Transylvania. <laughs> Either way. Um, Kind of worked, but kind of didn't. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Either way. What's new? What's new? Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Moving on. <laughs> there wasn't a cat in this movie. No, there was. Yeah. Well. Uh, no, but um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. There was the... The the ending had me kind of like, okay. I, I was... I was I'm kind of torn with the ending. 
kind of mm-hmm. toward the ending of this film. I enjoyed the snot out of the uh, the. Um, how do I not spoil that through this? But the, saying the, there's the, a fight scene at the end is yeah, not the, the that much scene. of a spoiler. Thank you. The, the fight scene, I love the snot. There out is of it. A, it was great. There is a fight animated. scene. We're not telling you who it's between. Right. It could be between a cat and a dog who turns into vampires. Who knows? Um, well, but, I mean, well, I mean, the, pu- the the wolf pups are involved. Yeah. Oh my gosh, the wolf pups. <laughs> Either way, it was it was enjoyable. There there are little problems here and there. Uh, definitely in that the the era in which it was made, because there was there is a lot of tendency in the uh, the 2015s to still have that 3D push. Oh, this was definitely made with 3D in mind. But oh, yeah. unlike. Uh, some other 3D movies we could name. Yes. That we've reviewed. Yes. Uh, this is not in your face. There's some moments where it's like, okay, yeah, that was meant to be the fun 3D thing. Mm-hmm. But it kind of is still within the borders of the movie the entire time. Yeah, agreed. So. Agreed. Uh, so that is my non-spoiler uh, review of this film. So... Thank you. All right. So let's go ahead and move into our spoiler-filled section. On the other side of this message from our sponsors? They're not really sponsors. Uh, group we're with. Or Yeah. Join us on the other side after we talk your ears off about, about our podcast group. How about that? That'll work. <laughs> All right. Ray. Ray, 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 Okay, this progress is part of Christian Reek Central Network. Hey, Scoop, what are you doing, man? I don't know, I'm supposed to be reading an ad. All right, hold on, give me, give me it. Okay. All right, this podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. There you can find a collection of blogs and podcasts working together to bring you some of the best content on the web for Christian geeks, such as the Strangers and Aliens podcast. Strangers and Aliens is a conversational podcast and blog that explores the relationship between God and man through the lens of speculative and imaginative fiction and explores speculative and imaginative fiction through the lens of God's relationship with men. Join Ben, Dr. Jason O'Neill, and Steve McDonald, a trio of Christians who are both fans and creators of story, in their conversation about the intersection of faith and imagination. The following is a spoiler-filled review for the movie Hotel Transylvania 2. Listener discretion is advised. Hotel Transylvania 2 was directed by Gendy Tartakovsky, who is most famous for Samurai Jack, Dexter's Laboratory, and the Powerpuff Girls, plus the 2D Star Wars Clone Wars TV show. Wow. You didn't know that? No, I did not know that. Yeah. He did all three. Oh, he he's done all three of the uh, Hotel Transylvania movies that have been released, plus the fourth one that's coming. Yeah. And the tra- Hotel Transylvania short, Puppy. Wow. Okay. He's been involved. <laughs> this wow, is okay. His, this is his baby. I got you. Over there at Sony Pictures Animation. Gotcha. Uh, it was written by Robert Smigel, who uh, was a writer on Saturday Night Live and Late Night with Conan O'Brien, and Adam Sandler, who uh, also wrote Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, and The Waterboy. 
and it was based on characters created by Todd Durham. The cast, of course, includes Adam Sandler as Dracula. He played Bobby Boucher in The Waterboy mm-hmm. and Brenner in Pixels. Andy Samberg as Jonathan. He plays uh, Brent McHale in Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Selena Gomez as Mavis. She played uh, Alex Russo in Wizards of Waverly Place and uh, Betsy in this year's movie Doolittle. Uh, Kevin James plays Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. And he w- played uh, Paul Blart in Paul Blart Mall Cop. Uh-huh. And Doug Heffernan in The King of Queens. And he played the President of the United States in Pixels. Really? Okay. It's not that good a movie. That's, that's what I keep hearing. The better video game movie that came out that year? Yeah. Rocket Ralph. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Uh, Steve Buscemi plays Wayne. He played Mr. Pink in Reservoir Dogs. And he played Nikita Khrushchev in a movie called The Death of Stalin. I heard about this movie. It's I, hysterical. I haven't seen it, but I saw this. You know, if, if Steve Buscemi played Nikita Khrushchev, that might just be something to see. Yeah, Khrushchev. Khrushchev. Nikita Khrushchev. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> David Spade, of course, plays Griffin, which is uh, the Invisible Man. Mm-hmm. Should point out that Wayne was the Wolfman. Um, he was, uh, David Spade was Cusco in the Emperor's New Groove Mm -hmm. and he played Joe Dirt in Joe Dirt. Hmm. Keegan Michael Key replaced CeeLo Green as Murray the Mummy. Yeah. He was Ducky in Toy Story 4 and Kamari in The Lion King. One of the hyenas. Oh, okay. Asher Blinkoff played Dennis or Denisovich, Mm -hmm. if you prefer. Yeah. And he played a young wolf cub in the live-action Jungle Book. Oh, okay. Interesting. Fran Drescher played uh, Eunice, the Bride of Frankenstein. She played Pamela Finkelstein in UHF, and of course was Fran in The Nanny. Did I? Never mind. Wrong one. Please no. No. Never mind. I, I was getting Steve Urkel mixed up with her. Yeah. <laughs> please don't. <laughs> uh, Molly Shannon played Wanda, the Bride of the Wolfman. Was that a thing? I don't know. Well, she was the bride of the wolf, man. Yeah. She played Gail in Wet Hot American Summer and Mary Catherine Gallagher in Superstar. Interesting. Oh, okay. Megan Mullally played uh, Grandma Linda. She played uh, Mrs. Sestero in The Disaster Artist, The Making of the Room. Right. And uh, Karen Walker in Will and Grace. That was the rich lady on that show. Yeah. Not that I watched the show outside yeah. of when I couldn't get to the remote after Frasier went off. I got gotcha. you. Nick Offerman plays Grandpa Mike. Yeah. He played Dick McDonald in The Founder, one mm. of the McDonald's brothers. Right. And, of course, he's Ron Swanson in Parks and Recreation. Mm. Dana Carvey plays Dana. He was a Garth Algar in Wayne's World. Mm-hmm. And Pistachio Disguise in The Master of Disguise. Yeah. Rob Riggle played Bella. Interestingly enough, he was in the original Hotel Transylvania as the skeleton as the skeleton husband. Okay. You know, the skeleton that kept the the female skeleton that kept getting uh they kept looking at her accidentally. Yeah. yeah. And the husband would come and say, What is wrong with you? That was him. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Mel Brooks mm-hmm. played Vlad. 
He played President Scrooge and Yogurt in Spaceballs, but might be more familiar to you, my friend, as Professor Max Craftsman in the Muppet movie. That was the 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 yeah. evil, oh, yeah, evil German scientist who suspiciously spoke in Jewish idioms from time to time. Yeah, which is weird. <laughs> which was the point? Yeah, exactly. Because Mel, because that's Brooks. what Mel Brooks when Mel Brooks plays quote unquote Nazis, he yes. always makes them say Jewish stuff too because it's hilarious. <laughs> True. Uh, Chris Catan played Cakey. Oh gosh, Cakey, yes. <laughs> and in the uh, more recent. Bunny Kula uh, short series that was on uh, Cartoon Network. He yeah. played Bunny Kula. Hmm. Sadie Sat Sandler reprised her role as Winnie. She is, mm-hmm. of course, uh, Adam Sandler's daughter. Yeah. But she also played a character named Lemonady Sadie in Pixels. Okay. Well, that makes sense because Sandler was also in that movie. Mm-hmm. John Lovitz played the Phantom of the Opera. Lovitz did? Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. And he played Ernie Cappadino in A League of Their Own and a lot of other things, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. He was one of those guys that's like, oh, it's that guy. Yeah. I don't know who his name, and I can't tell you what movie he's from, but it's that guy. Yeah. And, of course, that brings us to our Kingdom Hearts connection. Go figure. Kirk Thornton was additional voices in this movie, mm-hmm. and he plays the character of Syx and Isa, one of the people affected uh, that was in Organization 13. Okay. One of the main characters in Organization 13, uh-huh. I'd like to point out. Axel's best friend, who betrayed him slightly. Okay. Uh, in Kingdom, in uh, the entire Kingdom Hearts franchise, he continues to play the role to this day. Oh, okay. Whether it's as Syx or as Isa. And then Jess Harnell and Audrey Wasileski played additional voices in both, in both Hotel Transylvania 2 and in Kingdom Hearts. Okay. So that brings me to the end of my Catholic info and stuff. <laughs> All right. So, so info and stuff. Uh, you can go watch this movie. You uh, you were able to buy it, buy it or rent it. Because uh, I don't, I don't recall it. You actually, like, if you have a streaming service, you can get that anyway. outside of Amazon. And I don't know if you have to rent it or not. Well, Amazon, Amazon, uh, you can almost always find stuff. Yeah. So. On on Vudu, you can rent you can rent it for two ninety nine, and on YouTube and I think also on Amazon you can rent it for three ninety nine. Okay. All right. So on IMDb it is has a six point seven out of ten, and its Rotten Tomato score is a fifty six. It's not that bad. No, it's not in the middle of the road. All right. So production it no, was. I meant the movie was not that bad. No, the movie wasn't that bad. It wasn't. Anyway. Like I say, it was kind of like their score was like middle of the road. I blame the 2D animation during the credits. Moving on. Agreed. Either way, uh, production was done by Columbia Pictures, Sony Pictures Animation, and L-Star Capital. Mm -hmm. Distributed by Sony Pictures, Sony Pictures, and Columbia, uh, Columbia Pictures. Okay. All right. Its release date was September 25th, 2015. Box office, it had an estimated budget of $80 million. Good budget. Mm-hmm. All right, so its opening U.S. release, which was on September 27th, um, $48.4 million. 
Okay. So yeah, it 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 underperformed a little. All right, so it's U.S. domestic gro- its domestic gross was one hundred sixty nine point seven million dollars. Definitely made its money back. Mm-hmm. So its worldwide gross was four hundred seventy five point eight million dollars. This movie made its money back in sure in oh yeah in, in bats. <laughs> All right, so nor I. Due to me being distracted, surprise, surprise to no one, I forgot to put other stuff on here, but that is all I've got right now. All right, let's jump into the summary. After the events of the first film, Mavis and her new fiancé, Johnny, are finally married with the approval of her father, Dracula, and the world becomes aware and unafraid of the existence of monsters. Mavis later reveals to Drac that she is pregnant, and later she gives birth to a baby boy named Dennis. As Dennis's fifth birthday nears, he has yet to grow his fangs, and Drac worries that his grandson might not gain vampire powers. Noticing the potential dangers of Transylvania, Mavis starts to consider raising Dennis where Johnny grew up, much to Drac's disapproval. Drac tells Johnny, who does not want to leave the hotel either, to bring Mavis to California to visit his parents, Mike and Linda but to make sure to keep her distracted so that she will not move, leaving Drac to babysit Dennis. Drac enlists his friends Frank, Wayne, Griffin, Murray, and Blobby to help train Dennis to become a monster, to no avail. Drac takes Dennis to his childhood summer camp, Camp Winnie Pacaca, where he learned to hone his vampire abilities and discovered that the camp is safer than it was when he went there. Drax stubbornly believes Dennis is a late fanger as he hurls Dennis from a tall, unstable tower to pressure the boy's transformation into a bat. Dennis, however, does not transform and Drax has to fly down and rescue him at the last second. The stunt is filmed by the campers and uploaded to the internet, which eventually reaches Johnny and Mavis. Mavis angrily transforms into a bat and to get herself and Johnny back to Transylvania because that was faster than actually taking the plane. Drac and his friends reach the hotel a couple seconds after Mavis. She confronts her father for putting Dennis in grave danger and his inability to accept that he is human. She states that she will move out of the hotel after Dennis's fifth birthday the following Wednesday. Drac hangs his head with deep guilt after Mavis tells him that he may have let humans into the hotel but hasn't let them into his heart. Mavis invites Vlad, her grandfather, and Drac's father to Dennis's birthday party. As Vlad is much worse than he was when it comes to humans, Drac tells Johnny to have the human partygoers disguise themselves as monsters. Vlad receives the invitation and arrives with his monstrous bat-like servant, Bella, to meet his great-grandson for the first time. Meeting him, he believes that fear will cause Dennis's fangs to sprout and possesses a stage performer dressed as Dennis's favorite TV monster, Cakey the Cake Monster, to scare Dennis. But Drac shields his frightened grandson at the last moment, breaks Had's hold over the performer, and exposes the deception to Vlad, who is outraged that Drac has accepted humans as guests in his hotel and let Johnny and Dennis be human. Drac confronts Vlad about how humans are different now. Mavis becomes upset with her grandfather's behavior. When the family argues, Dennis sadly flees the hotel and enters the forest with Wayne's daughter, Winnie, who has a crush on Dennis, in tow, hiding in her treehouse. They are attacked by Bella, who mistakes Dennis for a human. When Bella injures Winnie and threatens to destroy the hotel, Dennis's anger causes him to instantly grow his fangs and his vampire abilities manifest. He begins to fight Bella, who calls his, long, his giant bat minions 
and Drac, Johnny, Mavis, Dennis, the Logren family, and the rest of the monsters team up to defeat Bella's minions and drive them away. A livid Bella then attempts to kill Johnny himself with a stake. However, having been won over by Drac's claim that humans now coexist peacefully, Vlad shrinks Bella and tells him never to bother his family again, saving Johnny. Bella then tries to flee, but is caught and licked excessively by the werewolf pups. With Dennis having vampire abilities, Johnny and Mavis decide to continue raising him in Transylvania, and they resume the party with his friends and family. Jacob. Yes. What is your first like for this movie? Okay, so I had a different answer for my first one, but when you were going through the synopsis, this instantly popped into my mind. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite moments. It's where... Um... Wow. After the birth, after the birth. And so Dracula is not allowed in in the uh in the uh the oper- the uh, operating room, but the uh, the the birthing room. Mm-hmm. So he does the one thing that obviously he's going to do. He cross dresses as <laughs> as a nurse. And I find that hilarious when, when he's holding little Dennis and he's mm-hmm. like the his whole charade is hysterical. I'm laughing the entire time. And, um, and so he, he like, and Mavis obviously knows it's her dad. He's yeah. like, no, I'm not, I'm not your father. I'm just, I'm this. It's hilarious. Yes. It's the, the one that got me was hilarious. Now, was, let, now let me ask you this with us having to have gotten used to wearing masks. Yeah. Did you happen to notice that uh, Drac is wearing his wrong? Yes. Because it's, it's, it's not covering his no, big nose. No, it's not. That's a very big nose to cover. <laughs> yeah, and it probably would not make the mask work, but still, he did technically fail to cover his face correctly. That is true. That is true. But the seat was hilarious. Oh, yes. De- yes. Definitely when he's... Uh, it's I, I can't remember if it's, uh, Johnny says... Johnny or, or uh, Mavis says... Cause Johnny's an idiot. Um... So one of them says, "Be like, you look pretty good as a woman." And obviously, the, it's Johnny. Johnny, of course, Johnny's gonna say that. Um, so the the zombie comes by and he like licks, he yeah. shoots and like he just yeah. It was I was like, oh my gosh, this is hysterical. I loved it. I love that scene. So it's definitely drac uh cross-dressing as a nurse drag drac yeah drag drac there we go (laughs) title no that's not the title (laughs) either way uh that that was that was hysterical and i loved it the pieces probably the best part of the film to me Mm -hmm. there's a lot of really good animation parts in here but that was hysterical (laughs) what is your number one my number one is the scene that made me go watch this movie in the first place oh so many years ago. Mm-hmm. The first teaser trailer I saw for this is essentially the entire scene where Dracula throws Dennis off the tower. Oh, yes. And the other monsters <laughs> are going, he's shot. not going to fly. He's not going to fly. He says, yes, he will. He will fly. <laughs> and it keeps going back and forth until finally he says, you know what? Dennis is not going to make it. And he flies down there to get, <laughs> get him at the same time. And it's like, that is hilarious. Yes. They went there. They literally... I know it's kids' show. Oh, yeah. And it's animation, so no one was actually in danger. But they actually showed someone throw a child off of a comically high a tower, tower to essentially his death. Pretty much. 
And they use this as advertising for the movie at the teaser trailer stage. Meaning, since it was the first trailer, it was the trailer everybody showed. Because half the time they don't show the full trailer at movies anymore. True. At least not around here. <laughs> yeah, that, that, this also would be like, if you if you bring it back in the movie, in that scene in particular, the, the way they did that, the, mm-hmm. the tower scene, they literally made a section... And then just and just the, copy and pasted it up copy so, and pasted so, until it was high enough. Yeah, exactly. The that that scene is hilarious. Definitely when um um, come on, Drac. No, not Dennis, Frankenstein. 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 Yes. When Frankenstein when, gets when the package and the whole bam! tower crashes, and then because Frankenstein's afraid of fire, <laughs> and now he's on fire, he runs through the entire wooden camp. <laughs> Burning, catching every piece of uh, camp building on fire. fire. It's like, and then of course the kids, the way kids will do, all suddenly have marshmallows on sticks and they're going to go roast them. Yeah. After they've gone ahead and filmed the whole thing so that Mavis can see it and done a remix video. Yeah. Which for some reason, I'll say the hosts, the pictures of, uh, oh shoot, what's his name? Drac? No. Well, Drac's in the in the remix yeah. video, but they also show uh, Cesar Romero as the Joker for a split That's second. That's right. For some reason. But then there's two shots of Gene Wilder yeah. as Dr. Frankenstein from yes. Young Frankenstein. <laughs> and you're going, why are those there? I don't care. That's funny. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> that was very funny. Oh, uh, that was that is just the funniest sequence of events and it doesn't get any better anywhere else in the film, really, until you get to my number two. I got you. So, Jacob, what is your number two? Okay, so my number two would probably be the... Um, oh, gosh. How, how do I phrase this correctly? There, there are some pieces of animation in this movie that are solid gold. Mm-hmm. Complete solder gold. The uh, the the dance scene, the dance scene where uh, Dennis and like Drac Drac are trying to get his son his grandson to turn into a vampire, and that whole dance off move mm-hmm. with how the like the animator who did that be like if you go back and listen to the uh, the director's cut, mm-hmm. I mean the director's the cut, the director's commentary, director's commentary. Thank you. It's because it's just one guy. And I can't remember his name, but he I mean, like, he's the one who animated it, mm-hmm. and it's just it's done beautifully because obviously it's set to uh, it's supposed to be uh, geared towards three uh, D. Yeah. It's kind of obvious it is, but it works even in 2D. Oh, it works beautifully in 3D. It's just like, wow, okay. So, someone really knew all these great, you know, dynamic mm-hmm. poses of how to shoot this. And uh, just the angles and everything is beautiful. And uh, there there are some scenes where, like, they're in the uh, the car. They're in the car, the, uh, the, the carriage, the motorized yes. carriage. And uh, this is like, their expression, like, definitely Drax's expressions are, like, so just out there mm-hmm. like all like uh i can also go into my number three with that i'm not gonna go there but it, it's also involves the uh the very the big battle at the very end oh wow. well that's my number two okay so yeah so we'll what's joe into mine my number two is the battle at the end yeah. because not only do we get the family threesome mm-hmm. kicking butt together yeah. as bats 
Uh, we do get Dracula doing some, uh, well, the way Dracula would fight, where he freezes everybody in time after they're aiming towards him, uh-huh. walks away, and then steps back into scene long enough to snap his fingers for them to all hit at the same time. Then you've got Mavis, I think for the first time using any of the psycho- psychokinetic powers yeah, she turns to do into anything. Mouse. Well, she doesn't turn into a mouse. She's, I thought she turned she's into a, a mouse. Yeah, she did turn into a mouse, but yeah. while she's in that form, she does use her psychic, yeah, her vampire magic stuff yeah. to make the ruins behind the guy oh, yeah. uh, float into the air and then crash down on him. Oh, yeah. And then, of course, you got Denisovich, <laughs> as I'm yes. going to refer to him, kicking butt. And, of course, when Drac looks like a bat, he looks like a bat, but with red eyes. Yeah. When Mavis is a bat, she's a bat with, with blue, blue eyes. eyes. And, of course, Dennis, as a bat, has also blue eyes, like his mother. But, but he also has his father's orange afro. <laughs> yes. Which fits. I'm yes. just going to say it fits. Yes. And that entire, really, the entire sequence from uh, Bella, which, yeah. by the way, named after Bella Lugosi, the yes. original actor who played mm-hmm. Dracula. Yes. Um, from when he starts tearing down the roof of Winnie's treehouse yes. until Vlad comes in and says, never talk, come near me or my family again. That entire sequence of the film is beautifully animated. And you know who animated that stuff? Same guy who did the dance scene. Yeah, exactly. By himself. Oh, yeah. Really? Yes. Oh. Also, you get Frankenstein doing some cool stuff. Yeah. You get the Wolfman trying and then doing what he should always do in this case call in the wolf pups <laughs> yes and you even see my favorite part in the background you see a wave of them crash over one of the guys <laughs> yes it's like you know what that's not technically possible but it's hilarious yeah it's it's like a it's just like a whole like a like a swarm of locusts but it's wolf pups yes <laughs> it's hilarious it's like oh zerg rush <laughs> exactly uh, that whole sequence is just brilliantly done. Yes, and I prefer it to, I would say, even the dance scene at the end of the movie because yeah. that's just, eh. yeah. But I mean, that that sequence is just so much fun, and I enjoyed it immensely. Uh, what is your third like? You just stole it right there. <laughs> the, dan- the fight scene. The fight scene. I had it's, a feeling we were that, was, that was going to be so, one of it ours. Was so, it, the The scene is so well choreographed, mm-hmm. animated. Like you said, it's by that one guy. Which I wish I knew his name. Just give him, you know, a big shout on that one. That was amazing. Uh, so let, let me see if I can point out some different um, the, but oh my word, the how it's animated beautifully. Mm-hmm. Uh, the of uh, how Dennis or Davinovich Dennis Dennis Ovich. Okay. Just call him Dennis. I'm, I'm going to call him Dennis because I'm going to obviously say that wrong. Uh, yes, it can be said horribly wrong. Yes, exactly. I'm afraid I'm going to say it wrong. Yes. Uh, but, wow, it's the fact that like, that's, that's what got him to transform into a... Well, you know, his, it his, makes his, sense. It does make he, sense. She has a crush on him. Yeah. He obviously has a crush on her. Yeah. They're probably not old enough to zing yet. Yeah. Even though she keeps calling him her zing. Yeah. Which is cute. Yeah, that is Let's cute. Let's be honest. That whole, that whole relationship that, is just that cute. Is, it is very cute. But uh, the fact that 
she got hurt. That's what's going to finally, or oh, he yeah. thinks he thinks she might have gotten hurt. She's in danger either way. Yeah. It's like, I need to step up. He literally does get the fang scared out of him. Yeah. But it's not in the way that he feels like he's protecting himself, like maybe Vlad or Drac probably had to do. Right. It's to it's, protect others, which that's Johnny's blood all over. Yeah, exactly. That's just how he would think. Exactly. And uh, the the fact to be like the entire movie, he's be like, oh, I'm Batman. I'm Batman. Yes. And that, that I was like, wow, how did you get the rights to use Batman so many times in this movie? <laughs> yeah, but did you? Okay. But this, is, but, this is not my, my third like. Okay. I just want to point this out. Yeah. Throughout the entire movie, he's he's first talking about, you know, being a, a bat, superhero Batman. Yeah. But at his birthday party, when he's in his quote unquote Batman suit, yeah, he's quoting Dracula from earlier in the film. That's right, he is. Which shows his who he actually thinks as a superhero has already changed. Yeah, to his to his grandfather. Yeah, his, agree with his that. vampa. His vampa. Yeah, but just the fact that how uh, Dennis be like transformed, be like all his moves are incredible. Like. This is a little five-year-old, and mm-hmm. he is wailing everybody. It's like, oh, my word. This is awesome. <laughs> but, uh, yes, that is my number three. My number three, I'm actually going to have to combine a couple of semi-unrelated things. Okay. Because there's a lot of this film I actually do like. Yeah. Uh, first thing, the scene with Mavis on the half pipes. Oh, gosh, that yes. That is so much fun. It adds yeah. nothing to the movie other than it shows Mavis letting her hair down. Yeah. So she's not having to be the overprotective mother. She's able to be the Mavis we saw at the in the first film. Yes. So it's fun to see that. I love the thing here in uh, when they go visit uh, Jonathan's uh when they go into Jonathan's room, yeah, and they've got his side on the other stuff, and they've tried, they've, they've thrown a bunch of Halloween decorations to try and make her feel more at home. Plus, they invite a guy who looks suspiciously like your brother and tell oh, him to yeah. the party and, and claim he's a werewolf. And he's like, "I am not a werewolf." <laughs> <laughs> he might, he yes. might be, a, he might be a small giant, <laughs> maybe, or a large dwarf. Yeah, that's what. I, yeah, that too. Uh, I also like the wedding scene at the beginning. Yeah, that was done very um, well. If I'm going to actually... The thing I like, I think, the most out of all these little things I have brought up, it's actually the fact that we were able to get the first five years... Well, not just the first five years. We were able to go from the wedding uh-huh. of Jonathan and Mavis to, what, a week before Dennis's fifth birthday. Yeah. Without someone having to explain, yeah, all this stuff that happened, or showing a montage that was too quick for us to care about it, we yeah. actually got, we got a, we got a montage. It was yeah. just a five to ten minute montage yeah. where we actually get to see all these great moments, given all their, uh, all the detail they deserve and yeah. all the attention they deserve, showing a good two or three minutes at the wedding. Mm-hmm including a very cute scene where Dracula is watching his daughter come down the aisle mm-hmm. in her wedding dress, and then it shifts to her as a little girl, the little girl he always that, sees. Yeah, exactly. That was that gr- was brilliant, and oh, it yeah. was 
It's done so well, and they did not have to hit you over the head with it. No, they didn't. So many of these films like to hit you over the head with this sort of thing. This mm-hmm. is like we're going to show it, and we're going to, and of course, it was immediately preceded by the nice, cute little girl as the flower. Oh gosh! Before she gets mauled <laughs> essentially by the wolf pups, <laughs> and we get a nice early call up to Vlad and how much mm-hmm. he's exists, but he's probably not good in the environment they're yeah. now in mm-hmm. uh, we get so many there's so many little things yeah that i love about this little, little bit all the little bitty scenes is what i would call yeah. my number three they're not things that i would say is by themselves yeah alike but the fact that there is all this detail how well put together i guess is what i'm trying to say yeah how well put together the movie as a whole agreed is is my third like okay so, now that I've gushed, now that you've gushed, <laughs> yeah. we've now got to trash, I suppose. What is your first dislike for this okay. movie? All right. So, Eris's movie was particularly designed for 3D. Mm-hmm. So, when you're watching it in a 2D standard, now great, in high definition, well, it's so obvious that the background and the foreground do not meet. It's so very, I mean, like you get the park scene, which is great. They all blend in together, mm-hmm. but then you get the, the scene where it's uh Drac uh, and all the characters be like, they're the, uh, the parents are leaving for Drac can, you know, get his, his son, to, his grandson to pop his things out. Yeah. That little road trip. Um, it's, I mean, like, I'm watching this and I'm like, Oh my word. Be like, they are literally sitting on a different plane. They're, mm-hmm. they're not. It's literally a background, and your characters are sitting in the foreground. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, this is designed for 3D, but it's it's but so not it's, correctly, but in not 3D. correctly. It's not correctly in 3D. You probably agree with me, okay. and that the way to do 3D yeah. is to set it up like you normally would, yeah, but render it twice, one from a left eye and one from a right eye. Right. You get the depth and it's not exaggerated depth. That's how you're supposed to do it. Exactly. With a film, with a live action film, you would literally have two cameras right next to each other the mm-hmm. whole time. And this, you've got to render the scene twice from yeah. two slightly different angles. Right. And you can still do a lot of the cartoony stuff they do in this film. Yeah. Which I like. And it's still working 3D well. It's just not exaggerated 3D. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So that that was that was one of my nitpicks is like there's so many scenes where be like the background and the foreground are just completely separate mm-hmm. and it, it they're like it's like you could have done you could have done you could you could the uh, you know like you said one pass and another pass for 3D but you know that's what we have and so that's one of my nitpicks about it so what's your number one my first dislike for the movie. I do not like Jonathan's parents. Okay. Here's the thing. Nick Offerman, great in his role. Yeah. Linda? Oh, goodness. I want her to die in a fire. Wow. Okay. <laughs> she's annoying. Agreed. Agreed. She's, I know her idea is that she's, well, essentially she's Karen, the the uh, internet personality type known as the Karen. Yeah. That's essentially what she is. Yeah. And that character is annoying, and I get the jokes, and I can tell right. she's trying, but she doesn't know how to actually do it. She's right. trying to do, and she says stuff that's like, you know what? I just want to punch you in the face. <laughs> 
I just do not like that character. Okay. It uh, grates on my ever-loving nerve, and that's not the only character I hate. Okay. But more on that in my second I dislike. I got you. What is your second dislike? My second dislike, Flubby. Blobby? Blobby. Not Flobby. That would be uh, copywritten by Disney because it's Flubber. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but Blobby, on the other yeah, hand. Blobby is just literally a Deus Machina character. Be like he He's served... not even a Deus Ex Machina character. Well, he, He's... he comes to the aid at the very end. To, to help them get back to yes. Transylvania. And while, but he does nothing in the film. He sits there and be like, oh, he's the, the very he's the silly, comic relief he's up until relief, up which till is, they bring him back as a joke, and then they actually do have to try and get back on a rascal scooter. <laughs> yeah, which is like, really? It's like, you know what? That might work. No, that won't work. You're, won't work. You are too far away from the hotel exactly. to get back there on a rascal scooter. I don't care how magically electric, electrified it is. Yeah. Because it had to have been to go as far as it did. Oh, yeah. But. But to me, Flubby was just. Blobby. It, Flobby. Blobby. Okay. Blobby. Okay. Blobby was a waste of a character. I, I understand. He, he. I understand. He was a comedy relief, but you mm-hmm. had so much comedy relief within the cast itself. You didn't what, need Blobby. You didn't need Blobby. The Blobby only thing was, you needed Blobby there for was to uh, provide the joke at the end. And you could have done that, I think, with just having a rascal scooter or a uh, Segway that happened to be there at the camp that they took. Yeah. You could have done the same joke. Oh yeah! Like the only thing you couldn't do was the thing where you in, you inflated they inflated Blobby, and you get the world's longest fart joke yeah. all the way back to the hotel. That is true. So yeah, <sighs> waste of a character. Mm-hmm. Waste of a character. So that's my number two. What is your number? Dos. The Phantom of the Opera. Oh yeah yeah yeah. I oh, hated this character too. <laughs> He, I think he was designed to be annoying, and he succeeded I, tremendously. I will grant you, he's obviously based on the character from the musical. Yeah. Except I think the character in the musical is more enjoyable than the character in this movie. Because he is just playing the organ and singing along to all the jokes that's happening in the background. Yeah. The yes. only good line he's got is when... The other character I hate asks Mavis how she lost her mother, and she says, "Oh, he was she was killed by a pack of angry humans," and the Phantom goes, "Awkward." That's the only funny joke he's got. Agreed. Agreed. That's the only time it's like that's just another punchable Karen moment. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that, that's essentially what that character is. Oh gosh, um, yes. To my cousin Karen, I'm not talking about you. Okay. Uh, no offense, Karen. No offense. I don't even know if she listens. Um, she probably doesn't she, now. <laughs> it's like, wait, you're talking about me? What? <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, that's my second dislike, is that character is a joke that never should have been made. Agreed. Agreed. What is your third dislike? My third dislike, now this might be a little unpopular. So we're, we're leading up to this film with we have the fact that little Dennis at the age of four and a half, has not popped things yet. Mm-hmm. And apparently, Drac was a late pop, late, late, finger. Fang, late finger, that's the word. And um, it's like, okay, because you have uh, daughter's name. Mavis? Mavis. She Ma- probably takes after her mother. Yeah, it takes more of her mother. 
But my thought was because there was a, they're always because to me, Drac the entire time is to be like, I want my grandson to be a vampire. Like it's always that push. I'd be like, like yeah, he's very, he's very. The hotel is up to humans. Mm-hmm. Like um, Mavis well, says earlier, later on, it's like be like yeah, but you haven't let humans be like, be like yeah, you've let vampires into the hotel, but you haven't allowed them to your heart. Can I defend Dracula on that point? Okay, it's not a good defense. Okay, because ultimately it is putting one's own thoughts ahead of what might be best for the child. Yeah, more, his his own desires. Right. But I think the reason his desires for Dennis to be, be a vampire yeah. has more to do with the fact that he wants the best for his grandson, and that's the best he knows he can give him. Mm. And if he doesn't get that, he doesn't know how he can help his grandson. Mm. Honestly, that's how I look at it. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll It's s- not that he's... I, I don't even think it's that he is really racist against humans. Yeah. Like, it kind of looks like. Yeah. He just wants what's best for his grandson, and... Honestly, as, let's face it. I mean, how many men want boys as want want sons? Yeah, instead of daughters. Right. It's that same kind of thing, except you. If Dennis ended up being human, he would have loved to have learned. Just just like we see before, uh, like he says at the end, Dennis. It never mattered if you were a human, a vampire, or a unicorn, you were perfect the way you were. Right. I agree, I agree with that. He realized that before he ever saw Dennis turn into a vampire. Mm. He was already cool. Yeah. Oh, I, I, but I, it I took, agree with you. But it took Dracula to see his father mm-hmm. nearly uh, hurt Dennis yeah. accidentally for him to realize that. Oh yeah, I, I agree with you on that. I agree with you in that. The uh, be like the the fact that Dennis did turn into he's he's part vampire or he's fully vampire. Yeah. Uh, we have no idea if he's a daywalker or not. Yeah, that would be interesting. He, I don't think they show that either in Puppy or uh, Three. Yeah. It might be in Four. You never know. That'd be that'd be an interesting little twist. Uh, but the 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 fact that when when it comes to the fight, when it comes to the battle at the very end of the film, mm-hmm. which there again we pointed out our, our second and third likes, yes, that the the battle is incredible. the The fact that when Drax sees his grandson has transformed into a vampire, he is overexcited. Well, yes, it's what he secretly wants. Yeah, it's it's, it's or it's, not secretly, it's what he's wanted the whole movie. So of course. He's excited. Did you catch who else was excited? Yeah. Mavis. Yeah, Mavis. She was excited, too, because as much as she was sacrificed, I think she was sacrificing her wants to put her son first, but when she sees he's vampire, she has relief. Yeah. Because every single problem she has in this movie is solved by that. Yeah, agree. She doesn't have to go to California where she doesn't feel like she fits in yeah she, her she's she's uh feels safe that her son will be safe at the hotel yeah and is not going to get hurt by the wolf pups really is what i think she's more worried about than anything else right and pretty much he's going to be fine yeah but up until the point she was still worried he's going to be human and we've got to yeah. make allowances for him being human yeah drac was worried he was going to be human and was worried he wouldn't be able to connect 
That could be. But at the same time, he was already... That's my thought. Yeah, but he was already connecting with, like, everybody in the hotel. Right. Be but like, there's he, a, he loved Monsters. He loved the Wolfpack. Yes, Dennis was had adjusted already completely. Yeah. But how many times do our kids better adjusted to the action than the parents are? That is true. Just saying. Just putting that, that out there. That is that is true. But yeah. also, but also to the, put, the, put the point I was going to, the fact that Drac be like wanted this so much because he didn't want anybody to leave. No, it's it's yeah, it's it's, exactly. it's not the fact of the control, but it's it, the fact it was that, up until uh, up up until uh, Mavis mentioned the possibility of moving. Yeah, at all. Yeah, Drac just was wanting what was best for his grandson, as mm. far as he knew. Yeah, the minute that happens, like. I'm about to lose my connection with my daughter, yeah. my son-in-law, ooh, yeah, and my grandson. Yeah. And I may never get to see them again because they're going to go to a place I would not be able to go because I have to. I have to uh, keep the hotel going. Yeah, I have to run the hotel. But but the to same the point where the creation he made to protect his daughter yeah. is now keeping him from being with his grandson. Yeah. But at the same time, like even just putting this in three dimensions. Oh yeah, exactly. Exactly. But the same, in, in that same breath that Mavis says, be like, Oh yeah, we're, we're going to come visit every, like every holiday. We're going to call grandpa every, every night. Mm-hmm. But th- there was no loss in the connection, but I, but there is a difference when you can't be there. Oh yeah. I can understand you, that. You, you're so used to spending every day yeah. together to all of a sudden you're, half a world apart in essence yeah and you're half a world apart. exactly and not being able to see each other every day there's one thing COVID has taught us yeah is how important connections are agreed i was just putting that out there i agreed i agree with that it's just be like to me it was you know watching it for the first time now granted probably when i go watch through a second time i probably won't have that I'll probably have the perspective, mm-hmm. but given more, it's like, okay, this is more Drac wanting to want, wanting everything. But I found it more that everything, like it was all Drac's desires. Yes. Be like, it was, it, it was like, it's what I want to happen. Mm-hmm. And it, it was, to me, it was more that, that selfishness, that selfishness within Drac himself. Yeah. But that, that was that's that's where I wanted to get at was his direct selfishness about everything because because he was going to lose everything and mm-hmm. he he was very protective of that and thus it was more of a like almost a desi- not a desire but rather a um, a selfish desire for everything to continue the way it is and understanding things must move on but Drek doesn't want things to move on keeping my mouth shut for the third movie okay <laughs> yeah we'll we'll, we'll, we'll get, get there, there when, when we, we get, get there. there what is so your number my three? third dislike much like i had to cheat with my third like i kind of have to cheat with my third dislike okay but admittedly one's more of a nitpick okay so i'm gonna go with the non-nitpick first okay mel brooks is criminally unused for the breadth of this movie agreed and it only gets worse in the mm. third Oh, wow. Just putting that out there. Okay. Mel Brooks is an amazing comedic actor. He yes. Is, he's older. He's of a different generation, but he is an, he is probably one of the funniest movie makers ever, hmm. in my opinion. And his he's got, his scenes in this movie, as short as they are, yeah. as few as they are, are some of the best points 
in this movie that are not action scenes. Yeah. His turnaround is way too fast. Agreed. Uh, his scenes are way too quick for a character who is at, whose job is to actually move slowly, mm-hmm. and he only gets one moment in the fight, which is when he shrinks Bella down and says, never come near me or my family again. Yeah. But because of that quick turnaround, it does not feel genuine. Agreed. And that bugs me. I enjoy Mel Brooks as an actor. I think he's funny. Yeah. And I just wish we got more of him in the movie. Now, admittedly, he's got about as big a role as he's gotten in any movie I've ever seen him in. Yeah. But... If we're going to have him in the movie and he's going to play a pivotal role as Vlad is, Vlad needs to be in the movie more. I'm not saying uh, you've got to throw in a lot more scenes. He needs to be introduced physically, visually, sooner in the film. Agreed. I don't know how you do that right. I don't know if you have a couple of cutaway scenes where he's talking to Bella and says, my grandson doesn't invite me to anything. Blah, blah, blah. That would be funny. That would be funny. That would <laughs> That's be funny. where the blah, 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 blah comes from. from. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but <laughs> we don't get to say much. And then there's my nitpick. Okay. Where's Transylvania? Our-ish. Oh, we're talking about oh, geographic. Where is roundabouts where in the world is Transylvania um you don't have to be exact oh we're talking about like it's in between Europe and um okay it's in Germany it's a state in Germany it is is close to Austria you could have just said Europe and I would have taken it by the way (laughs) for the point I'm making Europe would have worked yeah where is California on the other side of the planet. So then I ask you, why was it nighttime at the same time on both sides of the planet? Good point. <laughs> I never, th- when and I saw why, it, I was like, what? Hold on. <laughs> and why does it happen to be nighttime for her entire flight from LAX? Yeah. To the hotel in bat form, which had to take in more than eight hours. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> she can't fly supersonic. <laughs> no, she can't. I know this is a cartoon, and I know I'm not supposed to think about it too hard. <laughs> You're a critic. But I can't look at it and go, it's nighttime forever in yeah. this world, except yeah. when they land at what is obviously not LAX. Because they show LAX later. Yeah. They show them landing at a P-Dunk little airport in the middle of P-Wadlin Doodle, California. I don't know where it is. It's just obviously not Los Angeles. Yeah, but it's still nighttime or it's It's dusk. It's daytime when they land. It's dusk in the car in the next scene. That's... Oh, wow. You're right. Logic? (laughs) There needs to be some, even in a cartoon, there needs to be logic. I need to be able to get from point A... At the beginning of the movie to point B, mm-hmm. at the end of the movie, and not have to, and not have to wonder how we got. You know what I mean? Yeah. There so, should be a through line that I can easily look at from point A to, to point Z. We'll say. Yeah. That goes through points B through Y. Agreed. I need that. Need that should be in a movie, and it sh- there should never be a point where you go. Now, what day is it? 
how many days have passed? Yeah. Well, maybe not how many days have passed, because there's plenty of movies where time being fluid works. Yeah. This is not one of them, because we have a week. Mm -hmm. They say it's a week from the time she leaves till... And all the your fight at the end, up. there is a week of time that passes, and I can't tell you when those days pass. Yeah, it seemed like just like a day. And how many times did she call him on the phone, and it was nighttime on both screens? Yeah. Look, I don't know precisely what time of year this movie takes place. Yeah. So if it is in the winter, which it don't look like considering they go to a summer camp... <laughs> There is probably only, on average, 12 hours. If this is at the equinox, let's just say this. If it's the equinox, there is an equal amount of 12 hours on the, uh, from night to, from dusk until dawn. Yes. Pardon the pun. Yeah. (laughs) But there's an equal number of 12 hours. Pun taken. The, The only way that works is if the... Sun is about to rise in California and is about to set in Transylvania. Yeah. Doesn't and that means the sun is on over Asia, is, is over the Atlantic coast and over the United States at that point in time. It's the only way that works. And that's not what they show. No, it's not. Anyway, this, yeah. is, this like, has been Drew's nitpick hour. So, <laughs> so the you, you did bring up your point. The fact to be like there's the point where dra- where uh, Mavis has to go drop uh, Dennis off somewhere, and you see her putting on um, it, sunscreen. At three in the morning. At three in the morning. They say it's three in the morning because he had to sleep till two, and they were going to go to the Wolf Pup's birthday party, or five of the Wolf, wolf Pup's well, birthday party, which was still going on after she nearly destroyed it. Yeah. Now, I, I would I would assume that party probably took a couple of hours. Oh, with the wolf pups, definitely. Yeah. I'm so, surprised the pinata wasn't already destroyed by the time they got there. Right. Just, just Why the, was it hanging up if the wolf pups destroy everything they look at? That, yeah, that is true. Just, that that, that is say. a good another nitpick. Thank you. That's a, that's not really a nitpick. That's just a thought that crossed my mind just now. All right. So my, my bonus little nitpick. Um, uh, Johnny's still an idiot. <laughs> That's the point of his character. I, I, I realize that. I realize that. The, Did the, you realize his backpack was his best man at the wedding? I saw that. That's hilarious. I, I realize that's hilarious. Also, um, also, kudos for on the wedding pictures having both Mavis and Drac disappear when the picture yeah, was taken. That was a good picture. That, that was, was good. fun. That, that, was, that was clever. Yeah, that was very clever. Uh, Thank I, you for vampire, cons- vampire lore consistency. Yes. Um, yeah, so just more like. I've ne- I've never liked Johnny as a character. Be like, yeah, I understand. Be like, be like, well, I, I think I'm a loser and all. Mm-hmm. Like, I can never do anything right. So I went on a you know a, a backpacking adventure around the world and stumbled into Transylvania. Spoiler alert: You will not like him in the third movie either. Okay, gotcha. So that'll be another dislike. <laughs> when we get there we next get year, time next year. year. Let's face it, we're not going to do this again. Till ne- do the next one to- movie till next year. Yeah, that, that'll. And somewhere between here and there, we've got to throw in a short for pup for puppy puppy. I think that's the name of it. Is it's puppy. puppy. This is going to be interesting. Yes. E- either way, so I think we have rounded out our likes and dislikes. Yes. When we need to put a rating on this bad boy. Okay. What's your rating? Uh, my rating is... I was is about to give mine. I thought, well, no, you've been going first this whole time. Let's keep it going. All right. 
So my rating is a 7.5. Nice. Yeah, it's it's still enjoyable, entertaining film. There are a lot, like you said, time zone continuums are a pain in the neck in this movie. <laughs> time zones? What are those? Yeah, what are those? What what is time in this movie anyway? <laughs> but like, I'm giving a I'm giving a seven point five. Uh, it is a good movie. It's a good movie. It's entertaining. Um, Timelines be darned in this movie. Time itself be darned. Um. um a lot of weird decisions went in this film. Like it's it's a good film, um, great animation, amazing funny moments. Mm-hmm. Time is a problem in this movie apparently, and yeah. So it's seven point five. I'm gonna give it an eight. Okay. There's a lot of stuff I didn't mention that I liked about the movie. Okay. Such as the cutaway jokes to uh, Griffin working as a dance instructor. Right. That's funny. That was funny. Uh, Bigfoot helping a soccer team win the world champ, the, the World Cup. I found that annoying. That was funny. <laughs> okay. Because all we ever see of Bigfoot is his foot. 